1: Hello folks and welcome to the Gallant Fuse Daily News Show for Thursday, the twenty second of June two thousand and twenty three. My name's Carl McDuff, and today I'm going to be giving you a bit of a bit of a different update. And today is all gonna be um a recap of the first ever fan engagement forum held by James Bisgrove and a selected panel from um senior senior staff members um across the Rangers the rangers um board and different work streams um just for just a wee hello to md who's watching the daily news show for the first time basically this is uh, every morning uh, monday to friday because we have the weekends off myself or the two davies will give you a a recap of everything that's happened um and then around rangers and any news transfers or rumors um over the last 24 hours and we we record this every morning to say get a wee kick start to your day um it is usually available for one pound a month uh tier uh, subscribers so if you are if you do like what you see today gives a wee join on youtube or a subscribe on spotify or apple but um so last night first of all the uh, fan engagement forum um it was held at New Edmiston House, and the just before we get into the questions and the setup and the presentation, um there was maybe around 150 to 200 people there. Um, I know there was 450 tickets allocated. um Obviously, I don't know what the um what everybody's reasons were for not going, but I think it was always going to be. Uh, I think it was always going to be less, less than a sellout because if we think about it, it's no something there, but not willing we need to be with fan engagement and I think that's a two-way street uh, right now and I think the onus is on the board to encourage fans to engage with them. Um, I think 200 people is a good turnout, bear in mind it's half five and a, and a Wednesday evening, people working, people with families, you know, trying to get the time away and, and stuff as well in the close season when typically you, you have a lot more Downtime, um people do have holidays. Um so there's usually plans in place. Um hopefully we do see a full capacity for the turnout, uh for, for the next turnout, sorry. But I thought, I thought it was a, a decent showing. Um it was it was a, accompanied with a wee bit of a, a spread as well, which you know me, partners. many um, time I'm in a press area or anything, at all, I always look for the free pie. So, um, there was a wee bit of an update on the catering, the uh, FA levy and stuff. So, they allowed uh, the fancy to try out some of the new, uh, new food options that are going to be um, in play for next season. Um, unfortunately, I was five ten minutes late. So, I, it was only the standard um, Scotch pies that I got and a wee pizza slice as well. But, I'm, I'm not going to complain, a free pie is a free pie. Um, So who was on the panel? Obviously, James Bidsworth, the CEO, Greg Marshall, who's the head of the fan engagement and SLO, David Milburn, who's the head of the customer service uh, team. I should say um, what uh, what I found really, uh, really helpful as well, um, and uh, it was a good touch, David Milburn's team was present there so the customer service team um they were doctored around the place as well and nick thompson who is uh, the head of media communications and he was a compere for the night he did say for the q a if there is any questions specific to you and there isn't really a broader question direct them to one of the customer service agents Ask what they're there for so they hung back after the event finished to answer any questions like that um which was a really, really good touch. Um, Natalie Nairn, Head of Retail and Events. Robert Boyle, Head of Digital and Content. John McFarlane, who's the Facilities Manager. John Spears, the Disabled Access Officer. Josh Hollywood, who's the Head of Corporate. And, of course, as I mentioned, Nick Thompson, Head of Communication. So what was really good, there was, um, as well as the Customer Service Agents and David Melbourne's team, um, four point Natalie Nairn and... Um, uh, and John Spears, that you seen them hang hang about afterwards. Um, to when somebody did raise a particular question, um, and they could have offered a wee bit more further insight, they did say, "Hang back, I'll pick up a few afterwards." And quite a few of them, um, I had to leave quite sharp. So I don't know if everybody did come out afterwards, but quite a few of the panel did hang back and speak to fans individually as well. Any further detail and issues that were, uh, you know, pertinent to them, which was really good to see. There was a real appetite and a real desire to, to answer the questions, I would say. Um, so, the, the night started off with a presentation from each of them and some of the key points for the presentation. And this is just trying to be really a whistle stop tour um, of of what is uh, what was said in the talking points and my, my thoughts in the talking points. I'd say if you're for any further detail, um, uh, or oh, a written uh, recap For lads of the dream their blog they've um, put on quite a, a good bit of detail this is Ibrox where they're live tweeting um from the event as well and they've got quite a good recap as well but um i was just trying to run through the the highlights so um the sports bar is to open in january so for, we all know that the current ibrox uh, superstore mega store whatever we've called it uh over the last uh, 20 odd years and uh, that's gonna be revamped into a sports bar which will open in january plans well underway for that at this point in time um they still don't know if this is going to be a um a sports bar open to all in the general the general match day experience or if there's going to be a hospitality package um added to it, um you know like somebody what they maybe do with bar 72 if it's like maybe 50 pound for um a season package or whatever to give you access that's still to be confirmed um and i think there's probably pros and cons to both um i think with the hospitality package that uh, it probably makes sense to go down that route because for the general match day experience we've got Edmondson House, we've got the Loudoun Bar, we've got a, a plethora of different um bars already there, um along Paisley Road West. The museum gift store um to open next month along with the museum and there is a bit of an update um on one of the questions on the museum as well. I may as well come and add now. Robert Boyle um, went in and gave a lot of detail about the uh, about the plans for the museum. Um, basically, the museum is got to be split into nine zones. Um, each telling a different theme of the history. Um, he said it has been a major job. Um, he's they've had to gather and collect so much memorabilia. Um, they've been in contact with, obviously the the Scottish Football Museum at Hamden, um, different heritage companies, different football clubs and reaching out to um different supporters groups to see okay what can we what type of memory can we bring in to tell the story of the club. Um so the museum will include a temporary exhibition space which can be used if well something to celebrate in particular. So some items from the Trophy room will move. No major changes to the Trophy room, some items will move however to maybe showcase them a wee bit more um he did say that when you walk in the, the trophy room there's no real reference to what it is or what point in history it comes to it. it's just really you're taking it back by all the, these wonderful shiny things but no real context is added uh he did say that um he doesn't want to spoil too much there's some updates um uh but like, updates coming in the next um few few months and years of the um of the museum because what they're conscious that they don't what they do is they go around it once and then okay that's you you've done it it's um you can never really add to it again they won't fancy a different experience throughout the years so that's interesting um and that, the next update of the presentation was the fan engagement strategy and they um they really celebrated themselves and how it's the first Scotland to create such a strategy to create a close bond with the support and this was the first um this was the first point of that um there was an update on the on the iber being the most accessible across the uk for disabled supporters and that was quite a big talking point um throughout the night and really so so the on the disabled uh, supporters um we, we did touch on how the plans are underway to um to implement the 600 new seats first and foremost and that's um that's a major job and it's greg marshall spoke about the, the greater good with this. Uh, it's we, they do recognize some fans are going to be put out and have to move temporarily but it's all about the greater good and um there's a few questions around disabled supporters which you will come to um there was some pre-submitted uh, questions which gave quite a lot of detail the first one was what's up the stadium expansion uh, so James Wizzroff, he, he highlighted that we have had a 99% renewal rate for season tickets, 10,000 on the waiting list, which is huge. Um, so a real appetite to extend the Iberts capacity. This is when they went into the three-year disabled plan to expand by um, 600 over, overall. Um, and we we'll just reiterated the plans that they shared last month. Mid to long term, they did say they are looking at ways where they can make bigger um expansion into the iberts capacity so there is a couple of different options so for example you can add to um the corners um so you could maybe add um if you add a wee bit to both corners and it's um maybe increase by about 1500 to 2000 um that would be between three and four million additionally if you were to add three thousand or four three to four thousand in each corner and remove the streams completely that would cost around 20 to 25 million in total and it would be a bigger bigger job um that's um you know that's something that they are working at the different options stores the, the probably the biggest um Expansion idea is rolling the pitch um, and adding six rows around the the front of all stands. That's um, fifteen to twenty million, and that's uh, that's probably uh, the option that would have the biggest impact because it would mean that for you can't just do it over a summer. It would mean that you need to not play games for the first couple of months of the season so whether that's you know, agreeing that if it's just changing only playing away games or you rent out Hamden as some major disruptions so there's some serious options that they are looking at so an extra three 24 in each corner if you do that over the next five to ten years that'd be that'd be huge and um, the here. um i'd say for for additional uh, season tickets to go in so adding eight thousand potentially at the cost of 20 to 25 million the club would make that back and um, no doubt over a couple of years with the ticket prices um so it's good to see that's being explored um the stadium stadium facilities upgrade there was a um, john mcfarlane giving update around the uh, pitch investment and um, the led lights upgrade both um and the Ibrox, um terraces and the training grounds under soil heating upgrade so they did say that the club aren't very good at um at updating us when they upgrade the stadium uh, which no, I totally agree with that. Um, but there's a lot um, getting done in and around Ibrox Stadium and the terraces as well, um, particularly with um, the toilets. We um, you know the toilets are it's basically pissing in a hole in a lot at times um so those upgrades got to go in, uh, throughout the stadium um, and just to really modernize it as well they did say the old diverse jail cells are still there in the main stand and they're going to remove them and make an updated um, press room as well for michael beauty um, and speak to the media after the games um the supporters move um so they are looking at ways of improving um, the Irish atmosphere and this is where the singing section is being looked at and um, they did, David Milburn did stress, this is just a trial at the moment and this is where they did touch on again, it's for the greater good, you know, so along with the, uh, um, identifying the need to accompany um, dis- disabled facilities a wee bit better or a big bit better, as uh, it would be fair to say. They are looking at the appetite to really harness uh you know the, the hybrid, hybrid atmosphere in the certain sections and uh, assignment section so that is a trial somebody did ask you about an update for safe standing later on in the q a and they did say that this is why they're doing the the trial they don't want to rule it out they are listening to um the questions and the supporters from saying that they want a safe standing so this is very much the first part of it See how the, the singing sections grow to trial that, and realistically, the areas that they're going to trial the singing sections so the Goldwyn front and potentially the Sandy Jardim front, um, it may be trialled. That'll be where they would look to implement the safe standing if they ever do it. Um, Josh Hollywood gave a an update so they said they're approaching the end of the first year with Levy and they reminded us it's a five year deal and the club keeps 74% of all the profit um, across that deal which is huge it's probably triple what we had in the last deal um, the demand for the restaurant is is huge. It's generating about 80 grand a month um, in profit for the club alone, which is a brilliant moneymaker. Um, Levy are quite heavily involved in the new sports bar. Um, there's trying to be stuff like the self-poured beer. Um, Levy have made quite a big uh, investment in the, what they're doing in the club, and we should see that coming in next uh, year as well. Got stuff like we're working in vending machines um to reduce wait times um on match days. So you're not waiting 20, 20 minutes for a pie, but going to look at the client collect. So you order you order a, a pie and a drink for half time and jump doing and you, there's a collection only queue and then an order queue. There's also a McDonald's style you order and um you order on the we self scan machine and then you go and pick it up as well. So different ways that we can improve it match experience as well as you know giving different options to um to what you can buy and it's just not a pie and a burger so on a some of the questions on the uh, um coming through the floor and what i would say well done to everybody um who went up and answered the uh, asked a question to the floor it's always quite daunting then um, when you you know you're putting yourself out there in front of a few hundred people particularly the the ceo of the rangers board and I thought the questions were very fitting for a platform like this. As I said at the start, Nick um, really emphasised that like, we're here to answer your questions, but if there's anything relating to uh, an individual issue and it's only specific to you, that's what the customer service agents are there for. So I thought that was a very, very good setup, and all the questions were tailored. What I would say is uh, tailored towards the board and it's no –
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
1: it's no something like um uh, you know that's um the on my season ticket ma my name's spent with two L's instead of one L. I'm gonna change this. That's not something you should be asking James bisgrove That's something you go to the customer service team with. So um there's some complaints about the the Rangers platform for certain items and um, you know just in digital in general. There's no app, for example, where it's not easiest to navigate any Net and fair angels um robert boyle says he agrees Um there's been very many different partners and different ways of working so every um you know everything with the rangers website has been quite different um and they've took that feedback on board and they are trying to make it more unified and uh, try to redefine um what the next 15 20 years look like um and understand the point of and making it easy for for the fans they're looking at the lights a single sign on for everything throughout the shop so whether it's your you you want to buy a rangers rubber duck or or a strip or you're trying to buy a ticket or renew your season ticket it's a single sign on you go on through the same way um, and there is plans for the app to be um, revamped and brought in in the next 12 to 24 months so we should see a, a new rangers app for this um, which accompanies this you can go on and get your rangers news updates uh, for the club and go and buy your 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 tickets as well um, there was a, a couple of questions around the match day experience and particularly when we go away and you know i think um, the the question was put very well and the the analogy was uh when they when they face the treatment that we face at the lights at easter road um if we were rugby fans and they did tailor, they did ask towards uh, greg marshall specifically he say greg marshall said he'll start with Hibson and said it was extremely difficult last season's midweek games there is an issue where um we do need to encourage fans to go as early as possible places like eastwood road they aren't in a they aren't located in a good area it's not a good location for to have them support um they are sending edinburgh you need to travel through that all the roads works Um there's no easy way to get to easter Road as well you need you need to cut through the city um and just where the way end is located but having said that he did say that it's um they fed that back to have of some really good dialogue, uh, we Hibs and Billy Scotland, and it is something that they are working on and challenging constantly. Um, did Greg Marshall did say that there was issues at the Aberdeen game as well, really poor day organizational wise, and they've challenged that, but they're having positive dialogues with the club and that's what they've got to continue to Continue to anytime there's issues, challenge the clubs and get engaged with the clubs on how we can uh better communicate to fans. Um what the what the best way into the grounds are, and make sure fans aren't treated like cattle. Um, obviously there is, he did say that there's a wider issue that they need, the clubs need to address with Scottish football and the authorities in general, and that's not something that'll happen overnight. And I think it was very much alluding to the you know police Scotland do to like second class citizens. Um. Someday uh I really like this question because um he, he asked him how we're gonna be more creative in the revenue income plans and he went and said just you know off the top of his head what's the different revenue ideas because like he this this supporter I, apologies apologies I forgot his name, this supporter pays forty pounds a month for my um, a gym membership. How can the club maybe create um some partners in and around the Ibrox area? They've got the sports facility across the road. How can they almost like I don't know if you're season ticket holder you know go and get a gym package and stuff like that um and you know fans will fans will um if it's anything to do with rangers and it, it's a good point if you're if you've got a monthly cost or a monthly bill or something that you do if you can lift and shift that to supporting rangers then fans are going to do it and it's win-win fans feel more connected to the club they're putting the money in the club and the club generate that revenue so Bishop did say that it's really important to maximise income. Uh, four pillars are vital. Um, he's very close with UEFA for making decisions, which is to benefit maximising our revenue. Um, he did say that last uh, year the revenue was um, has grown at 85 million pound, which is record levels for the club. So they are looking at every revenue stream, but all very much based upon the four pillars and they are looking at different ideas. So on to the disabled um, parking spaces end. So uh, this man uh, said that he was speaking on behalf of his friend and he did say the Albion car park really isn't regulated and... Um, it's very difficult for disabled supporters to always get a um, get a ticket um, or a parking space um, which is accessible for them and when they go to the likes of Hamden um, they can get a disabled access ticket but they can't get a, a car parking space so it means that that's redundant for some of the heavily disabled and reduced mobility fans and John Spears says they do have that uh, they have 100 spaces in the Albion car park but the stadium footprint's under complete review and that what they're going to look at is how do they better support um disabled fans and how do they regulate how do they regulate that a bit more? They do take that away as an issue, they need to do it a bit better. Um in terms of away games in Hamden, he gave the analogy of Hamden that they get 160 um disabled access tickets for Hamden, but with that they only get 43 um parking spaces, so it is out with their control, but that's something that they continue to feed back to Hamden and other clubs as well. And um over um for next season they have doubled the recommended spaces at ibrox as well so while they may feel that issue away games they don't want that to hammer at ibrox um, there was uh, a really good question for um around the, the corporate travel to europe um and what's happening with the. Uh, what's happening with the travel partner and um the, 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 this fan, he, he was very 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 passionate and very rightly so about this can't just be for the corporate package this has to be for the same day package as well because he, for for some fans this is the only way to get to european away games and he gave the um he gave the story of a 70 year old woman says behind the eyebrows and they, she'll follow rangers home and away Every game, every opportunity, but the the day trip was the only option she had, and we we didn't didn't have that last year, and with certain games, particularly Ajax, um, when that was cancelled days before, if that. James Bizgrove said that the CTM service and delivery was completely unacceptable and that's the reason they're no longer partners. Um, Destination Sports has got to be the new partners in there. Um, The big thing for James Bizgrove is that they want to communicate these packages that going got to be offered um, earlier. Um, that's been the issue in the past particularly with CTM, it's been very much last minute notice, the earlier they can communicate the packages and the offers on for fans, the better Greg Marshall reiterated these points and they said the II situation was horrendous and he apologised on behalf of the club and they're going to, Rangers are going to look to make decisions early with destination supports. if they make the decisions early, they'll get the information out to supporters early Um, the next update i will come to is the um this was actually a question from craig campbell from the pod, and he asked if there's any update on the commission of the water smith statue and robert boyle who was speaking around them um, the um the museum and what they're implementing there he said it's well underway and the big thing for them is the you know they, they want to make sure it's fitting um and i think that was very much it's well it's well underway there's no rush to get this done and they are working very closely with was my family to ensure everything is correct and fitting because ultimately what Smith's family is the most important um uh, part of here well we all have an attachment water smith where you know we're just supporters um and yes we do have the love for them but i think it's right to engage his family first and foremost so that is well underway and that'll be announced in due course then if you give a time sale but um they, they did say I'm very proud of what they've got in the work so far and what they've done so far um so you know I'm, for me that's a, it's a very good question um uh, but I, I don't think there is a rush for that um i think it's as good that you know they're taking the time to get it right um the next one I've got me, um, t- t- so, uh, a fan asked, um, uh, you mentioned that the c f three um, haven't been updated properly or advised on potential moves and what is the what is the overall plan to update um, supporters and what if there is any update um and how they're gonna engage these supporters with potential moves from forward um i think this was very the, for the Gelsnet net podcast asked us and he he did say that you know i think most fans will be on board where they need to move short term but how to engage them. And uh, so Greg Marshall said you'll be front of a list um you'll be fronting the list uh, for any additional tickets and uh, any additional spaces created by adding a the front of the room and Copeland. Um so basically if you are having to move long term uh you'll be top of the list before any every year when we look at the season ticket um there's the the season ticket seats moving um i don't know if anybody's ever done that you need to apply and say that okay i sit in the the in front you need to oh like, yeah I, I want to move to the governor. rear you need to go on a waiting list and then uh, before any spare season ticket seats go up for sale um or in the governor, you'll get first steps so basically if you're going to be affected by any of the moves to support the expansion you go to the top of that list um james Bisgrove on this he did say um it's a good time to bring in the celtic allocation is not yet agreed it's very likely to be the smaller allocation um and it's unlikely celtic will ever get the full one back which was met by a round of applause for everybody in the room um, there's a long way to go on any changes they are reviewing as of the 800 as something similar to the european allocation they go to they are reviewing this as well but he did say it's very unlikely they'll ever get the full one back and um for next season it's likely to be the smaller allocation um next up uh, was my question um i stepped up to ask the board and basically thank you for um all the listeners and followers on twitter who who submitted questions to me as well um uh i, I picked I, I, I was conscious of i didn't know what he asked um, an update which was i asked a question which was already covered in the update but i did ask a question around pricing and my gels as well as well so basically um i i said that recognize the need for the commercial um the commercial strategy and um the four pillars but it's heavily relying on the the fans revenue and the fans putting money in their pocket and i totally understand that there's always an element of you can only pay for what you can afford because it's a hobby after all um but with my jails that's an extra fifty pound. It feels like a tax. The ticket prices always seem to be at a higher end. How are you going to make sure you don't alienate fans? um So James Bedros said, "This." The, the short answer is a fine balance and we don't want to take the support for granted um, and they do need to balance it. He held his hand up and said we got the Champions League package wrong last year and we appreciate, appreciate that and they're going to try and get the balance right next time. Natalie Nairns uh, came in at this point and said on the major's income, um, just to reiterate it's a direct um, income into the first team. Uh, the ambition is to reach 60 000, uh, members this year there's no perfect solution but to add context there's a hundred, there's fifteen thousand applications for aberdeen but we get less than a thousand tickets so my gears is something that they do on the payment for my they did she did say that it's not just a ticketing platform that's what um that that's what the the point they are trying to make While mostly the the fans and myself included will use it as a ticketing platform. It's it's a way for overseas fans and overseas fans and fans who don't regularly go to games to be engaged with the club as well. So um there's different benefits of being a managers member where you can be part of you know, you can be engaged with clubs in different ways, and she was really trying to stress that point. And um, so, I, I think it, you know, I did a bit of context to my question. And um, I, I don't think I'm ever going to budget my jails, but listeners, I think um, I think it should be free. I, I very much think uh, my jails, you pay for the opportunity to pay more money. Um but thank you to Natalie and James for answering my questions. Um last, um, couple of questions that I'll come to, um which i thought were uh you know i, I thought well probably the big ones um well the the hospitality question um the there was i think he yeah, was out hebrides um ranger support club um a member for that um asked like well to, to give a bit of context he said the every year they arrange for um, everybody or, or certain members of the supporters club to travel down and uh, book out hospitality for a game a season um and it's something that they like as a club they're very proud they're able to do that and they like the idea of giving regular match they going fans the opportunity to go to hospitality with the focus on the commercial um, revenue and increase in that, will they ever be priced out in years to come? James Bizzro said that 5% increase this season, um, which is in line with the rest of the season tickets. So the hospitality raised, way the same percentage as a season ticket in the Coburn co- front, for example. So 5% um, increase, but that's still below inflation. What they do, what they do is make sure it's, there's something for everybody. They don't have immediate plans to increase it majorly beyond what they have done and they do want to make sure there is an option available for everybody and they do appeal to the masses and that's supposed, back to my question, that we're not alienating uh, fans. Uh, the last question I'll run with is around the major staff reshuffle that were going on. Um, what's the stages? And we're at to make appointments. Um, James Bridge Grove answered that. I said, the right at the start of the spoke director appointment, um, and I'll be back to go to that, go with that. Um they are close to announcing a new director of the Academy and a finance director as well as a women's manager. Um there's some top caliber individuals and they'll be able to announce that within the next forty five weeks. So um I've not covered everything there, the listeners, but i I've tried to run through that um the kind of major major points that I thought were, were brought up. Um all in all, I thought that it was a very, very um well organized night it was a very good update to begin with um there was only maybe three or four pre-submitted questions which i think were hot topic questions and something that we did all um want to know about they didn't take the easy way out um it didn't come across that way anyway and though the floor was opened up where the vast majority of the night was questions from the four as well i would encourage anybody who um anybody who gets the opportunity to, to attend one. of need to go very good night um it, i think it was a success and i do as i'm not speaking on behalf of anybody on the on behalf of the podcast and any section of the rangers support as an individual i've got a lot more confidence in how this how this rangers board are going to engage me and going to listen to me going forward um which is something that we didn't have um at the at the last um with the last regime under stuart robertson and douglas park so that's just my feelings now the important work does have to happen the board need to follow through with all these great ideas and all these great plans to go make Make it the best club possible. But well done to everybody involved. And again, well done to everybody who stood up and asked a question. Um, so that's all for me today, folks. I hope uh, you've enjoyed a wee bit of a longer update. um And I'll be back tomorrow morning to finish off the week with any other Rangers related news. Obviously, I'll cover off anything that's happened late last night and um, anything that pops up today. I'll be with you tomorrow morning. Just an update on what else is happening on the pod. Um, mason is holding the fort for the live stream at 8 30 tonight you can tune in live on facebook youtube or twitter If not, you can listen anywhere you get your podcast. Afterwards, Um, from around ten o'clock tonight, um, he's joined by Andy and Victoria um, Seal from the Glasgow Rangers Nation podcast. And I don't know, you probably know Victoria. She she runs the Scottish Rangers uh, top page as well, um, and she'll give us an update of how NASA went. So, uh, thank you very much for listening today, folks. Um, Hope you've enjoyed it, and I'll be back with you tomorrow morning. Take care.